crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. Today we have a tremendous episode for you, a conversation with Michael Egan, a founder of the Independence Hub. The Independence Hub seeks to make insurance the preferred industry for neurodivergent talent. Uh, I was referred to Michael by Stacey King. I was on her podcast. She said, you got to talk to this guy, Michael Egan. Uh, Connected with Michael. We hit it off immediately. And what Michael is doing is really uh, creating a platform and a space for people with ADHD, ADD, autism, you know, the full spectrum of neurodivergent individuals, which make up close to 20% of the population. Um, And really on the back of my kind of coming to grips with, I guess you could say, or diagnosis of having ADHD and the and the revelations that I've had and the and just the awareness and how much it's helped me just being aware that I had this, um, although to you guys it's probably obvious who listen to the show, um, uh, has allowed me to become a better leader, a better father, a better basically everything because now I can start to understand how to craft the way I communicate, how the way I interact with people, um, when to kind of go you know, full, full handling and when to kind of dial it back because it may not be appropriate. And um, we just have an absolutely tremendous conversation about how, you know, uh, neurodivergent individuals can create a whole new high quality and in some cases, super, super power driven uh, uh, workforce for the insurance industry, how we do that, what his organization does. This is just a tremendous conversation and a topic that uh, I enjoy spending some time on now is I've just seen, you know, not so much that I care that I have this thing, but it's like the the awareness of having it has led me to make real life changes in how I interact with the world, which has created massive positive, massive positive benefits, and that's why I'm spending time on it. Not not just to talk about the fact that I have it or whatever, or that you know people have these things, but that we can it, when when we become aware of them, and then as leaders, if we're able to to be you know kind of manage these individuals, we can extract an incredible amount of value out of people and, and really give some of these people with superpowers the ability to, to run uh, if we do it properly. So I think you're going to love this conversation. I certainly did. I think you're going to learn a lot. Uh, before we get there, guys, if you're loving the show, um, you're going to love the blog. Go to findingpeak.com. That's finding peak, like finding peak performance, findingpeak.com. Article comes out every Friday. We do special uh, 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 articles as well every once in a while. Um, but, you know, tremendous feedback from the blog so far. People are loving it, uh, diving into some of the psycholo- uh, psychological, emotional, relational topics that help uh, us reach peak performance. Um, and then I want to give a big shout out to Tivly, T I V L Y.com, T I V L Y.com, T I V L Y.com. If you're looking to create, uh, steady flow of inbound commercial leads. There is no better way to do it um, in a short amount of time, right? I mean, you call them, get set up, and two days later, you got live business owners on the phone being transferred to your people uh, who are in your target market, and it's just absolutely tremendous. I cannot recommend Tivoli enough. Um, we just continue to invest deeper in our partnership with them every single day. So uh, T-I-V-L-Y.com. And lastly, if you're looking to maximize the revenue you're getting out of your agency today, check out SIA. Guys, there are a lot of networks out there. There's a lot of aggregation systems. There's a lot of different 
uh, uh, organizations trying to do what SIA does, but I'm telling you, if you want max value, go to SIA, period. If you want uh, max community, go to SIA. The things that they're doing, um, you know, I was just at the, the home office a couple weeks ago learning about a lot of the updates to programs, to trainings, to contracts, to new carriers, to new contingency programs. It's absolutely phenomenal. And uh, if you haven't or you've been flirting with it, now's the time and go to SIAA.com. That's SIAA.com. All right. With that, let's get on to Michael Egan. Mike. Hey. Hey, what's going on, man? I'm at the beach. I'm in good shape. Is that, is that for real? Yeah. Oh, dude. Come on. Yeah. Why it's you got to do me like that? It's nuts. You're you're up in fr- freeze mud country right now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, the last two days has been nice, but... It's about to get cold, I think. Uh, over the weekend, and it's just rainy, and this is the time of year. You know, it's funny, and my kids were like, we had such a, you know, we had such an amazing winter for, for upstate New York. We had, yeah, we had, I know. My we had like, friends are in Vermont, remember? So, yeah. yeah that's I, right, I, yes. Yeah. So we, we had 70-degree yeah. days, and, like, and, and it was crazy. We had these crazy, crazy winter where, yeah. like, it really never, I don't think we saw single digits. But well, they started, I think, like in February, they said it got really cold. It was like there was no winter. And then right before spring, it became really cold winter. See, we didn't get that. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. So so Albany sits in a weird place. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bore. This is going to be terrible. No, I know. I know exactly what you're talking. It sits down. It, you get more snow, too, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, we basically sit between where the, the air comes down from Canada and where it yeah. comes up from the Atlantic. Yeah. So like, um, and this is mostly for the people listening since you know the area. And oh, then, I forget. There's other people listening. Yeah. So the funny part is where those two systems smash into each other is literally like almost right where Albany is. So we get this weird thing where sometimes gotcha. it'll be, Vermont will be 10 degrees and we'll yeah. be 40 degrees. And like, yeah. so people know Albany, New York is 20 minutes from Vermont. Like it's really, really close. Yeah. So, um, and then there'll be other times where, you know, where 20 minutes, 30 minutes South of Albany will be 50 degrees and we'll be 10. And it all just depends on which one of those systems is pushing harder on the other. Um, so it's a very, it's a very, you know, our weather is odd and, uh, but this is the rainy season. So, you know, it's raining like crazy. We're playing what baseball season, and parkas. And, yeah, it's <laughs> funny. It's like, we, there. yeah, we basically, it's basically like cold jungle weather right now. Like yes. that's, that's how you do it. So, exactly. so, so dude, I'm um, so excited to have you on the show. Awesome. Uh, obviously we just recently met each other, but yep. kind of hit it off really well. And, yep. uh, um, uh, uh, immediately kind of connected with what you're doing, but, but I would love for everyone who's listening, for everyone who um, just probably has never heard of yep. your organization, give us the give us the ten thousand foot, give us the origin absolutely. story. Start to take us absolutely, into this and absolutely. So I have ADHD, and like a lot of people, I didn't know I had it, right? Or I kind of said I had it and would make jokes about my ADHD. You know, I had kids with ADHD. I, you know, I went to the, to the, to the 
appointments, did all this stuff, drove people around, went through that horror of monthly getting prescriptions renewed and driving all across Vermont and people who live in rural areas, I know, know exactly what I'm talking about, right? But I never slowed down long enough to realize that I had ADHD until the pandemic hit. And at the same time, I had a consulting business that I started that just got destroyed by the, um, by the pandemic. I was creating a different way for buyers and I had committed to a bunch of these events. So I was up in Vermont and I don't know if people on the podcast know, but Vermont was really locked down and probably locked down for a decent reason is that we didn't have a lot of hospitals. It's a rural state and we're like in between a bunch of cities and people with second homes we were afraid would come up. So I'm sitting alone, right, for a while in Vermont. And I knew I needed to do something else as far as a job. I didn't know what the world was going to happen, but I figured that remote work was kind of here to stay. And so I got an idea to do a remote work center that would be um, configured for neurodivergent people because I started understanding that they had different needs. And then I kind of at some point saw that 60 minutes uh, piece and the 60 minutes piece is specific to autism. So kind of even three years ago when I first got into this thing, neurodiversity. So like the new neurodiversity at work um, group is now called, used to be called autism at work. So a lot of these neurodiver, and it's easier to say autism and it's easier for people to understand autism, but it was really bigger. And then I realized it included me with ADHD. So I started the process very innocently of thinking that I was gonna be able to start a 501c3 and I would just do all this stuff and one thing would lead to another. And what I would do is I would leverage my contacts among insurance executives that I had been selling technology to over the years to create a nonprofit that addresses the talent crisis that's in our industry. Because if you look at any stat, right, we have 400,000 people probably in the next three to five years that are going to uh, retire from the industry. And where is that talent going to come from? Um, already other industries are starting to do predictive modeling and doing alternative forms of digital distribution. So all those resources that might have kind of naturally fell into the insurance industry are now being actively poached by other industries. And a lot of those people are neurodivergent because neurodivergent people in general, right? Because if you tried to put a math problem in front of me, <laughs> there wouldn't be a good chance of success. You put a word puzzle in front of me and I'll destroy it, right? But in general, there's the, um, uh, neurodivergent people have the STEM skills and the data analysis skills and the spatial analysis skills that are so necessary to do innovation in a digital environment. Um, so I think that so kind of the start of it was had a pandemic issue. We had a guy who was motivated by a couple things, right? I was motivated by my personal story. And I was like, wow, I could really do something about this. And then motivated, quite frankly, by the fact that I have ADHD. 
And when I find something I like, like I put my teeth into it and there's no stopping any of us. And I just, and the farther I get ahead with things and the more that I hit some kind of barrier, I just think about, oh my God, these companies are missing out on all these people. And I think that's why you and I click so much, Ryan, Yeah. right? Because we both had faced the same thing. It's like, I keep doing all these really great things and either somebody else takes credit for it. I get blamed for something that goes wrong and it's like, hey, this doesn't work. So we need to do better. Um, not for the value so much of the ADHD or the, the neurodivergent people, but quite frankly, the industry depends upon us. Yeah, that's one of the things that, so uh, it, yeah, I, I, I love that story. And, you know, mine is, is, is very similar, uh, more recent uh, diagnosis. It was probably, it started in September. I was, you know, I uh, was dating this woman. Yeah. And we go out on a date and we were having a great time. And yeah. just at some point she turns and looks at me and, you know, we're just having a, we're having a great conversation and it was flowing. It was awesome. And, um, and, and she looks at me and she goes, you know, you have ADHD, right? And I like, stopped for a second and she wasn't saying it as a knock. Yeah, and she said, she looked at me and she goes, she goes, I have ADHD yeah. too. And yeah. it like clicked yeah. that the yeah. reason that she and I were getting along so well yeah. was because she could follow this, the talk patterns, right? <laughs> and it didn't drive her nuts or confuse yeah. her yeah. or, you know, yeah. I find, you know, and, and then, you know, so then that started me down the path. And then about a month later, I went and saw my doctor and I took, yeah. you know, I took some, she gave me some, to be honest, we don't even know what it was. Yeah. But she, like, and she just basically said, yes, she's like, yeah. she, she, you could do a whole battery of tests to find out. Yeah what exactly the spec you know on yeah. the spec where to, but nobody goes, really knows either that's yeah. the thing <laughs> and that's what she said yeah. she goes she was one we're, the, there's not enough science yet to say like you're a 17 versus of this right and or she you're goes, an two. xyz2 or yeah they yeah can't. she goes and she goes too do you really care like now that you know yeah. you have it you definitely yeah. do she yeah. goes go read what it means and yeah. whatever. So I, and, and here's the thing, and this is going to, you know, for people who are listening, I don't know. And I, I know I've been talking about a little bit on the podcast as I've grown, but like, so just like you, when you have something like when your brain works this way, you, when you, when you get a bone, you can't help, but ho like <laughs> hold on to it. Right. Like you just, you have to go down that path. Mm -mm. So now I've been reading about all, you know, what it, you know, how your brain works, how your, the narratives yeah. in your mind work how yeah. you, the interconnectivity of ideas yeah. works. And then, and this has been the biggest key for me. And I think I've made an enormous leap in my leadership abilities and in my communication abilities. Um, and actually I have a, a quick case study uh, from last week to share with you that I wanted to share with you as a success yeah. story. Um, but now that I know, so, so I was always branded. I've always been branded, excitable, troublemaker. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, disrupt, you know, disruptive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I make decisions too fast. Da, 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 you know, just put every, you know, all these things. And mm -hmm. I was like, man, I don't feel that way. You know, I'm a, I'm a fairly self-aware dude. Like I really yeah. take to heart what people yeah. say as yeah. a way to improve. And yeah. I'm like, geez, I don't feel I'm not doing this to cause trouble. I'm not just jumping to a conclusion in my brain. Yeah. I've cycled this through a thousand times. Exactly. Like, yes. You know, I, yes. I don't understand, you know, so I've never understood it. And then all of a sudden yeah. when this diagnosis hit and I started reading into it, it was like, whack. Yeah. They <laughs> like, are, their brains work different. 
that you know there's only there, so 20 percent of the population is neurodivergent right yeah. I got that from your from your yeah. video and, your, and the research that you share yeah. and i'm like this makes complete sense because i have had people throughout my life most people in my life find me to be quote unquote too much really that yeah. was my wife's my ex-wife's biggest beef with me is that I was too much, right? I'm yeah, just, everything I fell in love with you, I hate about you now. I yes. heard that. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You've changed, you're this. I'm like, I don't really think I've changed. I think, if anything, I'm probably more of the but things that I But wait a second, Ryan, and I'm going to interrupt you because you'll love this yeah. if you haven't heard it. So do you know that ADHD brains continue to develop through our lives, whereas other neurotypical people, their brains they stop developing. So like where you'll continue to have interests your whole life, like you'll find new music, you'll find new art, you'll find new hobbies. Your spouse is like, what is this? Yeah. We, we already have this cool relationship and now you're out here trying to mess it up. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, that no, that's a, I, one. Yeah. I did not know that Two, Again, it, these, it's like so many, when I, when this when this finally, you know, and I know the people, people that have been listening to me for a long time are like, duh, Ryan, we've known for like 10 years that you've had this, you know, but like when I finally let it sink into my brain and then had, I literally had my doctor, you know, uh, this woman I was dating said it and, and, and in a very nice way, you know what I mean? It wasn't yeah. like you're trying to be a jerk. And then, and then my doctor confirmed it. I was like, it was like the biggest exhale yes. like, like I've ever had in my life. I was like, oh my God, I know. everything I know. makes I know. sense. It doesn't stop either. It keeps going more yes. and more and more. Cause like I've got into a bunch of this stuff about eating. So I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, I'm like six, four, so I can hide weight. But because I, can I am also weight. six, four, just so yeah. You know. Okay. So, you know, like, so right. I could blow up to 250 pounds and people wouldn't really know it that well. And that's what I did, but like I've dropped 20 pounds in the last little bit, nice. but the more I read about it, I'm a sugar addict, right? I'm also an alcoholic, but yeah. the alcoholism is from ADHD and the yeah. sugar stuff is with ADHD too. So all those sugar spikes, yeah. they're just riding the ADHD waves too. Yeah. And it just, so like something as simple as nutrition for everyone is important, yeah. but for us, it's even more important. And I know autistic people have all sorts of diet issues. That sugar thing is really, so I haven't done enough research on it, but I was reading an article about this, how- how because of the dynamic nature of the way our brains operate, um, they almost they they send out more signals for well, it creates sugar. dopamine. Yeah, it, it creates dopamine. The yeah. food becomes associated with the dopamine and we can't get dopamine. So yeah. once we get it, we can't get off of it. And yeah. the sugar just rides the high and then it creates more because yeah. then we're excited. And what happens when we get excited? We get more excited. That's why yeah. we're fun as hell to be around. Yeah, that's, you know, it's funny. You know, that that's another thing that, and again, I'm not knocking my ex-wife because now yeah. I actually, I actually said to her the other day, as much as I hate to give her, as I hate to give, we have, we actually have a good working relationship in life. So it's that's not, awesome. you know, whatever, but yeah. like, I just said to her, like, I was like, I, it's going to cause me so much pain to say this to you, but I can kind of understand why yeah. I drove you nuts. I was Absolutely. Like, I can kind of understand why Absolutely. I did. You know, yeah. it's funny. And, you know, and then obviously she's like, ah, you know, yeah, yeah whatever, yeah. you know, giving me shit. But, but so, okay. So I wanted to share, I wanted to share a success case study, success study with you. So, yeah. okay. So for most of my career, when I would present it again, now looking back on it, 
it would be like, I would be like bludgeoning people with ideas. It would just be idea after idea after idea after concept after concept after da 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 And I'm just like pounding people. And people would literally be like, I could see in their physical reaction, they would be like leaning back in their chairs, like enough, like, oh my God, you know, it would be too much for them. And and it wouldn't come off well, you know, it would be, it would be, I, I'd, I'd hear like things like that's an impressive amount of ideas, but they're not parsed together well. Yes, <laughs> yes, and I'm like, but they are. Can't you see it? They yeah, yeah. This, 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 this. Yes. So, yes. So, yeah, but going. right. Yeah. So, so that that's been my experience. Okay. So last week we had our uh, annual review with SIA, our parent company. So every year we go in and we take a few members of the of our leadership team and we sit down and we present our annual results. This was the first year that we did it. Um, we did it at six months um, because it was the first year that we had bought and whatever. We'll probably do it every six months. But so so we sit down. And this year, knowing the way that I am, I built the presentation in a way, I practiced in a certain way. And literally I found, and this was crazy, is that I could almost for a period of time turn the crazy contextual, I don't want to say turn it off, but I could, I could control it. I could say to myself, don't follow. Yeah, I really want to go down this rabbit hole because this is really interesting. And but I could say, no, don't do it. And I stayed very focused. And I and for and this was like a six hour, six hour back and forth presentation, and it was a lot to it. Yeah. And at the end, uh, my my boss, uh, Matt Massiello, came up to me and said, I know how hard that was for you to do, because he understands and appreciates, yeah, you know, what, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And um, and he said, and you, you did a you did a, a really good job, right? And that was wow. like one of the best professional co- uh, compliments that I had ever received. One, uh, just Matt's, Matt's an incredible guy and, and, yeah. and probably one of the best executives I've ever worked with yeah. in so much as he was able and willing to understand that I do have this, this crazy brain and that, and that that was difficult for me to stay on point and, and, and flow through in a narrative that everyone could follow and, and made sense. And that, and he was willing to come up and say that. And I was like, oh my God, like I've literally turned a corner. Like having an understanding to what this is, is now I can, yeah. when I want to go full idea, let's just dominate. I can turn that on. Yeah. Now I know for periods of time, I don't think I could have sustained it yeah. much longer, but for periods of time, I could actually dial it down and it's all just, it's knowledge. So, so yep. two, two, two things and then I'll, I'll shut up. I, I no, it's great. No, uh, it's, it's spectacular, Ryan. Yeah. It really so, is. So, so two things, one, um, having the knowledge appreciation and self-awareness of myself now i can actually understand what's going on and do some do some 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 changes myself and and then this is the part that i think is the most interesting and really where i want to take the next part of our conversation is having a leader in someone like matt massiello who Absolutely. can give me the space yep. to be the crazy idea divergent person who 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 wants to run at 10,000 miles an hour but but is going to also hold me to the fact that in certain settings I need to dial it in and appreciate yeah. when I do that yeah. type of leadership. That's what I okay. So here's my question: How do we how do we start to cultivate an appreciation yeah. for the twenty percent of the population yeah. who can add tremendous value um, yeah. it, that are neurodivergent? How do we start to get more leaders to appreciate this and be the type of leaders who can give those people the space they need and still hold them accountable? Yes. So. 
I love the way one, you told me the story and also the way you phrased the question. And I may only like it because it just reinforces exactly what we're doing, right? Yeah. What we're doing, because we know the insurance industry and the we is a group of people kind of that I've gathered over the last two or three years um, as this issue has emerged in their lives and mine. But we know the insurance industry is an industry of not taking chances, right? So it's, it's by nature a risk averse. And so human resources organizations by nature are human are risk averse. So when you combine a human resources organization in an insurance organization, that entity asking that entity to start doing things that are riskier and outside the box, I just don't think is something that can work. So what our approach is to find those leaders exactly like you just mentioned, Ryan, and to do small pilots that that leader can sponsor within his or her organization. So it's one, two, three people. And there's two things that need to take place. And you, 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 you mentioned them both. So the first thing is the manager needs to be trained, right? The manager needs to be aware of what's going on. The manager, to get that training, it's not tough. I mean, just to get a general level of awareness, I would think between an hour and two hours. So I've developed kind of some initial education, just basic stuff on a Learn Worlds page that we're trying to take to the level right now. Most of the information comes from the neurodiversity at work people and Judy Riley at UConn. So, and I'm sorry, I'm starting to drift here, but um, so specifically to leadership. So we need to get that leader engaged. Then we need to get that leader to train his manager, or maybe that leader is the manager. And then the next thing that happens is we need to have mentorship. So if you use you as the example, right? Ryan Hanley needs to be aware that he has ADHD, right? And once Ryan becomes aware, he then needs tools that he can take that awareness and translate it into the business world. So that consciousness gets created, right? Because the problem that people, what we have is a lack of executive function. And that executive function is what stops us and stops neurotypical people in a presentation from going down 14 different things and jamming in so much data that a neurotypical people couldn't couldn't make it couldn't make it work. So I like to refer uh, to them as normies. Normies, I love it too. Yeah, I know, especially when I get mad at them. After, and I do because yeah. I don't have as much executive function, right? <laughs> After all the hate that I've received and negativity that I've received throughout my life from my brain working the way it does, yeah. I feel completely comfortable. I, completely, I know, I know, I know, I know, exactly. So you have to have that awareness among all three groups of people. It has to be the employee or the professional, right? It has to be the manager and it has to be the leader that gives the space within the organization to, to make it happen. And so we're working on all three of those levels through the neurodiversity and friends organization that you joined. And you were so nice to sponsor us and I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. No, and 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 I'm at the at the end, I wanna 
get all the info out so that everybody knows where to go. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I know there's a lot of people and, and, you know, and, and what's funny is, you know, is since I've started talking about on the show and in social yeah. media and stuff, um, you know, my kind of journey, realizing this about myself and trying to, to not, you know, one thing that I immediately said to myself is one, it's just not my nature, but I immediately said to myself was, um, did no part of this makes me a victim in any way. Right? No, it's not an excuse to be a jerk. <laughs> it's, not. it's not an excuse it's... to be a jerk. It's not an excuse to blame. Like, no. here's the thing. Like, you know, I can think of some of the, some of the people who fired me, right. Who, yeah. who had problems with the way that I acted yeah. and the way, you know, like, you know, yeah. I was fired from probably my favorite job that I've ever had, except for rogue risk. Um, uh, pre, you know, previous to rogue risk, which, which is my, you know, the best thing I've ever done, been a part yeah. of, but like, and, and, and there was it really the, the, di the divergent moment, not to use that word too much, but was yeah. when, um, he believed that I was coming after his job. And, and the reason he thought that is because just, I was, again, as I became more and more comfortable with the problems <laughs> in the business and had a larger understanding of what was going on, I started to just say, I can solve this problem. And, yes. this problem. Yes. and, yes. and not like me personally, necessarily, but no. like, I know these two team members together yes. here, they can do yes. this. And, you know, and again, uh, in all fairness to him, I also told the CFO to get the, out of the way because I would just solve the problem that he was complaining yeah. about. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm not, yeah, holy. well, you don't have executive, you have the guy, there's a doctor that describes, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, Ned Holleran. Have you ever heard mm -hmm. of that guy? Nope. So he calls ADHD. He says, it's like having a race car engine with bicycle brakes. Yes. And that what you have to do is you have to build up your brakes. And that's the part that's not an excuse that yes. cognitive in its cognitive behavior yes. therapy. And yes. that's why I love golf so much. Yeah, because golf, there's nobody else out there that's yeah. responsible for anything. Yeah but you and yeah. and you and I and that's actually how I started getting into the place where I could listen to people tell me that I have ADHD because I slowed down I was trying to become a better golfer so I was doing breathing exercises and stuff yep. and then I thought wow what if I did this in real life yeah <laughs> and it yeah. works <laughs> you know yeah I you know I for me I'd say um, and this is going to sound, hopefully this doesn't sound weird to people, but two of the things that have really helped me center and focus is I started reading the Bible and I started reading a lot about stoicism. And I find that those are the two best, in my personal opinion, if you can live by some mix of the Bible and stoicism, you probably have the best guidebook for life. And it's all about pacing and do, you know, doing the hard things first yeah. and, you know, all these kind of things yeah. were like, you're not going to allow, like, look, have I have, have people, I think wrongly, you know, th this is like the two sides of my brain. Like have yeah. people, do I feel wrongly judged my mentality to think it's something other than me just trying to be incredibly helpful and, and whatever. Yeah. Yes, I do. But on the other side, that's not an excuse for the fact that I also most likely didn't position myself in a way that, that made them that I probably, but that doesn't them. make you bad. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make you bad. You just made a mistake. You didn't yeah. know. Right. So, so that's like you, the thing. Well, yeah. people with ADHD have high suicide rates too, yeah. because we feel so much and we worry about like when, when you said I'm self-aware, believe me, I know you're self-aware, yeah. you're your worst critic. And that's why it's hard to be around us too. Yeah. Because like, it's, I'll, I may criticize other people, 
but I think, wow, and, and not verbally criticize, but just assess what they're doing very strongly. I'm like, wow, I'm being nice to them. Imagine. What, yeah, <laughs> you're way worse. Me. Yeah, you're way worse on yourself. You're way worse. Yeah. On yourself. You know what it's like? It's like living 24 seven with an exposed nerve. That's yeah. what it feels like. Like you are, you are sensitive and I don't mean sensitive in like the feelings kind of way. I mean, you're like, no, like, you are sensitive because you can't control it. You yeah. can't, you don't have control of your executive function of your brain that, yeah. and it's chemical. It's, yeah. it's, I mean, we're not yeah. talking about Eastern mysticism here. It, these are chemicals that, that yeah. neuroscientists and, are able to identify. What's up, guys? Sorry to take you away from the episode, but as you know, we do not run ads on this show. And in exchange for that, I need your help. If you're loving this episode, if you enjoy this podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, I would love for you to subscribe, share, comment if you're on YouTube, leave a rating review if you're on Spotify or Apple iTunes, etc. This helps the show grow. It helps me bring more guests in. We have a tremendous lineup of people coming in, uh, men and women who've done incredible things, sharing their stories around peak performance, leadership, growth, sales, the things that are going to help you uh, grow as a person and grow your business but they all check out comments, ratings, reviews. They check out all this information before they come on. So as I reach out to more and more people and want to bring them in and share their stories with you, I need your help. Share the show. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. And I'd love for you to leave a comment about the show because I read all the comments. Or if you're on Apple or Spotify, leave a rating review of this show. I love you for listening to this show. And I hope you enjoy it listening as much as I do creating the show for you. All right, I'm out of here. Peace. Let's get back to the episode. And a lot of what I've, and, I, and another thing that I've found, and, and I have done zero research on this, so please yeah. tell me if you've, yeah, if, yeah, this, yeah. if you've seen this, is well, that- the research all changes too, Ryan. I mean, yeah. that you know, you so go ahead. Yeah, but yeah. so don't- I, I just, I found that um, the better I eat and the more I dial in my diet, the more pot, like the more positive- my brain is and the more um like there i had a day uh i had a couple of drinks last night but i went about four days without having a drink and i'll tell you the, the fourth day i felt like i literally you could have given me any task and i could have dominated like i felt so dialed in it was like you know, obviously I'm not as smart as that guy from like a beautiful mind, but like that kind of idea of like the, oh, yeah. like the swirling numbers yeah. around your head yeah. and connecting yeah. things. Like it was yeah. like that kind of shit was happening. And like at yeah. one time, and I said to myself, I was like, Whoa, you know, as much as I love fucking booze, um, because at the end of the day, I just, I, I have not yet found a great way to land the ship. I'm still working on that. But, um, but at one time I had, three Slack conversations going on. I was creating, uh, uh, publishing a blog post. I was also uh, working on an insurance account and I had three text messages conversations going on about uh, uh, Little League Baseball because there was like some, there was like a bunch of shit happening yesterday. All of this is happening at one time. And to be honest with you, I was cool as a cucumber. I was just like, like I wasn't stressed. I wasn't overwhelmed. But we like it better. We, yeah. We're more comfortable when there's more stress. So the more stress that happens, the better we do. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's funny. Like I get, I, I, refer, I was talking to my counselor the other day 
And I said, I feel like I have a 12 cylinder engine that throw someone through a fucking golf cart governor on, you know what I mean? Well, like, that's a bi- race car engine, bicycle brakes. I'll yeah. send you that little thing. It's, it's yeah. cool. I'll send it to you right away after this. I'll, yeah. Them, it's so, yeah. it's so wild. Like, um, cause you just like, I just thought I'll be honest with you. There's times when I thought that I was nuts. I was like, I was just saying, like, are. I'm, I'm you the, are, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I <laughs> yeah. thought, I guess, I thought that there was something wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, what is, like, what is yeah. wrong with me? And me. I would go, yeah, why yeah. am I bad? Yeah, yeah. What? Why? I'd say, why do I react that way? Or yeah. why do I have to be that way? Or why? You know, why? Especially when I was married, because just you know, again, my wife is a perfectly fine woman, or my ex-wife is perfectly yeah. fine woman, but I, we were not a good fit. Yeah you know, from a mental yeah. standpoint, I'm like, yeah, I don't understand why I drive her so crazy. Like I didn't understand. I don't yeah, understand I'm, why I drive my boss so crazy. I don't understand yeah. why I drive this other person in the company. Like, I don't understand, you know, and now I do because yeah. <laughs> if I walk into a situation with certain people yeah, and I give them the full fire hose, they are going to hate it. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know, that's not their fault. You know what I mean? I used to think, I used to either blame, you know, cause I did, cause I didn't know. Yeah. I would at one time be both blaming them and blaming myself. Yeah. I, you know, I'd be like, yeah. what, what's, what's going on? on? I know. You know, I don't I understand know. that. And that's what would cause me stress. You give me a mountain of work and, and the, the tools to get it done. You could, you could pile it on me all day. It's why I'm a I love it. Company. Yeah. I love it. I love I, it. I am a hardcore. <laughs> and, and again, this is, People will be like, ah, the ma- you know, I'll t- I say, I, some days I work 12, some days, some yeah. days I'm up till two in the morning, yeah. 14 hours in, still plugging along, no problem. Yeah. And people will be like, ah, that's not healthy. And I'm like, I like it. I like it. This I like it. This yeah. isn't like I feel obligated to do it. Absolutely. It's yeah. like, I like it. And yeah. now, unfortunately, that I found AI. I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Now it's like, I'm piecing these tools to get, this is like a new, just a new thing that I've done. And it's, it's like, I don't know. It, it has been wild, man. It's been absolutely wild. So I have, I have a couple of questions. Okay. Um, how do we, so, okay. So let's say someone's out there listening to this and yep. they've been able to make it through the first 20, 34 minutes of this conversation. Um, uh, uh, and they're like, Hey, I, I, I can, I feel like I'm the type of leader or we're the type of organization yep. that would like to be able to find neurodivergent people that were are willing to to help bring neurodivergent people in give them opportunities harness their skills right because yep. i do think it's a superpower i honestly believe i am better than all the normies yeah um and that that's only partially a joke guys it is partially a joke but it's also it's not a joke, joke to me because <laughs> for some things you are better for some things you ain't <laughs> i will say i will say better in certain areas yeah. i yeah. you know you what i find is um I, I have friends that are leaders and I, so I, I talk to a lot. I like talking, obviously I like talking to mm-hmm. people and I like hearing how other people manage and the way they do things. Absolutely. And what I find is my friends who are, who I believe are, are great leaders um, who maybe aren't neurodivergent. They, they have more well, they have uh, a higher average levels of skill sets, right? So if you took all their different skills and averaged them, yeah. the level would be much higher yeah. than me. But I yeah. find, but what I, what I think, and I've seen this in some of my friends who I believe to be neurodivergent, if they don't already yeah. know it, is that they have these things that in some categories, they may be zeros, but then in other categories, they, they're, they're 
pinned at a hundred yeah. and they have the, the spikes are much higher. You have a, a much more, a much wider range in your skill sets is what, what I've found. Is it, absolutely. That seemingly absolutely. What, what you find. And why that, and why that bumps into the hiring, the standard hiring process and why the standard hiring process is failing to deliver innovative skills is that risk aversion thing I said, because the yeah. HR people, they are literally trying to find normie. Because yeah. if you're an HR, you don't want to hire somebody who has a chance of being really great or really bad. Because if they're really great, all of a sudden, why can't you do this over and over again? And if they're really bad, it's like, oh, my God, how did you let this person who showed up with their shirt on backwards to this interview? Like, you're crazy. Like, so think, but if you think about it like that, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, we're does. just weeding out all of the special performers. Yeah. So that is the main thing that needs to get changed on the HR level. And that change is so big. That's why if, we, if that leader we're talking to, we need to get that leader to contact me right now as we start directly and say, hey, I'm interested in doing this. And that's what yeah. we're gathering right now. We're awesome. trying to gather between five and 10 insurance leaders. We probably have three right now, three or four, who will come up with a few projects. We have the talent that's sitting on the back end. So that leader who wants to hire people, if they can talk to me, we can work out about 15 or 20 minutes, come up with a generalized job description. And then um, Connor and the people at Mentra. So Mentra is a group of autistic um, graduates of Georgia Tech, and they've created an out, an, a platform for identifying talents early because with neurodivergent people, the important thing is let's see how Mike grew over time. Yeah. So how Mike learned how to show up on time. Mike learned how to <laughs> do what you said before about the presentation, get that presentation down. And if somebody who's hiring can see that as a freshman, Mike was doing this, but as a junior, he was doing this wow, that's a huge gap. I can take a chance on this person because of this kind of consistent behavior. Yeah. And then that platform carries that neurodivergent skills, how they were able to work, what accommodations were needed so that eventually that data get base gets built up enough where we can start automating searches, right? So that's yeah. the place where we're at right now. We're yeah, gathering like data so that we can move to an automated environment. I, I like the idea of a more systematic approach because like we need less people finding out that they're neurodivergent in their forties, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, if I knew, if I knew in my early thirties or even my my mid twenties or earlier, even, you know, I don't know when it really hardcore yeah. presented, um, I feel like as I've gotten older, it's gotten, well, now I'm going to say better, but before I would have said worse. Um, How old are you? Uh, Late 30s? Is that what you said? I'm 42. Yeah. See, I think that kids that are maybe five to 10 years younger than you, I don't think that's as much as a problem. I think that the, that I think you're might be right on the edge of it because most of the data that I see says the problem we're having right now is kids are graduating to their parents' couches who've been able to demonstrate success in secondary school and even at the university level with an individual education plan. 
And that individual education plan says where you're going to work, how you're going to work. And it's just a set of guidelines that is built for the person. And my, my, a couple of my kids had, I don't think I ever had a kid with an IEP, but my kids were, two of them um, were on kind of regular counseling and medication for ADHD. One, we never, the poor thing, we, we denied that I can, I can, and we, my wife and I, it's probably me more responsible for anything, but we came to the conclusion that my middle child didn't have ADHD, but she did. And we didn't realize that until now she's 21 or 22. And I helped there because now I understand it more. Yeah. So I guess that's a long-winded way of saying, I think some of that's happening. The point that I'm trying to put my finger on, which is why I'm working with Judy Riley at UConn, is that place where you move from the university into the workforce. And to me, there's the most value there because that's where we can maybe help the universities fine tune what they're doing, right? Because once again, make it a two-way street instead of a one-way street. So we make a group of people in the industry who are already there aware of the fact that they have ADHD. And I think that happens in general. But what we want to do is offer the tools to say, okay, you just found out you're 44 years old, 56, however old you are, right? You just found out that you have ADHD. And what does that mean for me as an insurance professional. So Neurodiversity and Friends is the association of neurodivergent insurance professionals and their friends, because I didn't want to get into a disclosure issue that anyone who joined it would have to disclose something. So that organization that you joined then becomes kind of the place where we can have mentors. So I realize I'm neurodivergent. I take the education. I become a mentor. And that's happening kind of on the industry. And then on the other side, we're working with recruiting people because that's where the real bang for the buck is for the industry itself. Who's going to pay for this stuff? Because at the end of the day, somebody has to pay. There's huge money in it, too. That's the thing. I mean, I think I'm personally, as far as supporters, we're we have no money right now and we really need support, but eventually the industry is going to understand enough of what we're doing and they're going to be able to. Well, to- one of the things I'm going to help you with for sure is getting some fundraising. There are plenty okay. of people out in the ecosystem who would be, I think, more than happy to help support this cause and, yeah. and help support this. Cause look like talent's the biggest issue. And I know, you know, a lot of the people that I run with, you know, in the, in the industry, they're, they're, they're success driven, right? That that's what it's about. It's about, you know, we, you know, people laugh at me when I joke about world domination, but like the conversations and the people that I talk to, we're looking for primetime players, right? We're looking Uh, for move. We want to move the needle. We're not involved in people. Yeah. And if you can find out, you know, if if we find out that someone who has autism Mm -hmm. is just a dominates as an underwriter or as a, as a account manager or, insert whatever and, and eight, you know, people with ADHD, put them out, you know, give them some training and some tools and put them out on the front lines as a producer. And they digital producers. Yeah. I mean, you put a person with ADHD as a producer with the right kind of tools. Jesus. I mean, yeah. So it's like, there are plenty of people that I think that I believe will, will are going to be very interested in what we're talking about. It's why I was so excited to get you on. I am obviously, you know, I've already told you, I want to be a mentor. I want to be part of it. You know, we're, The sponsorship that I gave was just to get involved. We're gonna, oh, I, I, I know that, buddy. I, I, I want to be, and we're not really ready. We haven't been ready. 
yeah. right? To be able, because I don't like taking people's money unless I know exactly where every penny's going and exactly yeah. how things are going to be done right. And yeah. we're there right now. We're and I think right. it's I think it's especially good, you know, that it's a nonprofit organization and all this kind of stuff. And I, I think you're going to have a tremendous amount of success. So, um, you know, I, I, I think. Uh, I, I think so I'm is- going to follow up on that point with one yeah. thing. So I was co- talking with a woman from Liberty Mutual, and yep. one of the things that she she recognized at Liberty, and Liberty's a kind of a leader in this area, specifically around autism. They work oh, really? with Mass, yeah. They work with Mass General's Aspire program, and mm-hmm. that Aspire program is specific to autism. But they, they, they have been doing that for a while. Actually, Liberty was one of the companies that one of my friends said, hey, you should look at what they're doing to try to copy it. Well, this woman, um, and you'll meet Kara too. Um, are you, do you go to Pima in New Orleans? Okay, so we're going to be down there. Yeah, we're going to be down there and Matt will be there. I mean, we can talk later about yeah, that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so what she was saying was that Liberty wants knows that they need to do mentorship, right? They, they have enough knowledge of the issue, but they don't want Liberty to be the mentor because if I am an employee of Liberty and I'm asking someone who's my mentor about, should I disclose the fact that I have ADHD or should I disclose the fact that I have dyslexia and I've been hiding it as part of my, like there's a lot of things there. So she was so happy to say yes, we need an extra or a, you know, a nonprofit third-party organization to be the Aegeus and to be the sponsorship for this yeah. mentorship organization and to have the certification of knowledge that we're not spreading a bunch of nonsense around, right? Yeah. And have, and, and people, people want to do the right thing. They just need guardrails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I do think that, you know, um, I love that. I love that. And I, so I, I guess my one, one, um, I guess, how do we, all right, I have a couple questions. Sorry. Yep. So, so my first question is one, I think it's very, you've mentioned it multiple times and I think it's very interesting. I am, I am by nature, a very transparent person. So for me talking about the fact that I have ADHD, I don't care if you, I just simply don't care, but but I can understand that some people would. Is the, do, and could you maybe just briefly talk about so mm-hmm. people who maybe might not understand what, uh, why do people have to hide the fact that maybe they have uh, a, a, a neurodivergency? Yep. And and you know what what does that look like? Because it, it's interesting to me that someone who like say is dys, dys, dyslexic, sorry. Um, would hide that because they'd be worried that maybe they'd be retaliated against or put in a box or possibly not given a promotion. Is that is that the idea? It's absolutely it. So the one of the biggest issues in neurodiversity is, and the, the term, if you want to do a search on it, is disclosure, right? Should yeah. I disclose or not? And when I disclose and how I disclose are all of these issues. So if you think about should I disclose, right? Well, if you're going for a job interview and one of the things of the job interview, so say I'm, I'm me going for a job interview to be an executive salesperson and I tell them that I have ADHD and what goes on in their mind, this guy's not going to show up. This guy's going to miss his plane. This guy's not going to follow up on emails. That's the, yeah. and and it's legitimate too, right? Because if I just I say I have ADHD, like 
that probably might not be the best thing, but you might say, I have a certain set of skills that are associated <laughs> with my ADHD that need to be managed to get the best out of me, right? So there's a whole bunch of playbooks for how to disclose, when to disclose. And a lot of that is the work that the um, neurodiversity at work group that yeah. SAP founded. But that's that's the, the gist of that. Yeah. It's like, is this going to hurt me for a job? And it's on, and when you fill out a job application too, right? It's that same thing. Do you really want to do it? And it's mixed up in the fact that a lot of neurodivergent people, because they have those executive function challenges, yeah, they don't have control of their emotions when they're doing it. So they may be making a mountain out of a mohill yeah. <laughs> anyway. So they're, hey, and, yeah. and, and when you live in a secretive world that you're always different and you're doing workarounds all the time, right? Yep. So I grew up just doing workarounds. That's yeah. why I won't listen to anybody because when I listen to people, it doesn't work. When I do it my way, it may be a little messy, but wow, it turns out a lot of times I'm better at things than you. Yeah. Yeah. So does that, does that answer your question? It does. It does a lot. You know, um, yeah. It's also I ADA. I mean, it's also uh, HIPAA too. Yeah. Right. So if I start collecting information about all these people who've told me that they have an ADH, ADA, ADA covered disability, yeah. all of a sudden that brings a level of responsibility. I mean, I messed around with that just before I could even put up my CRM together. Cause I was yeah. like, Oh my God, I'm gonna be collecting this data. Yeah. It, to me, it, it's a, it's a, it's a two, I think one way to solve that problem as well is finding, we'll call them neurodiver neurodivergent friendly organizations yeah who you can feel comfortable disclosing yeah. that information to yeah. and who will understand, yeah. Hey, you know, yeah, maybe I have to send two Slack messages instead of one to get this person to take action. But the I think, thing, but, but the leadership awareness, be, it's exactly yeah. what you're talking. So it's leadership awareness. And then yep. we can make a few companies, the neurodivergent friendly companies. Yeah. And then within the industry, we want our industry to be the place where if someone's neurodivergent, you go, oh, the insurance industry is the perfect place for you. If you are a college guidance counselor, that's what I want to have happen. I want the college guidance counselor at your local college to have a group of neurodivergent students that they've identified and say, hey, you know, you really should think about the insurance industry. And yeah. here's why, because they employ people whose brains are like yours. These people have had success and to be able to do that. Now that take 10 years, but it's worth it because the industry, if we don't start attracting people, yeah, th there's nobody to do. And you talk about a hero underwriter. Yeah. A hero underwriter might be somebody who shows up to work because there's no underwriter. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny to me. Um, our industry complains so much about talent, right? Yeah. We can't find talent. We can't find talent. Yeah. Well, we just said 20% of the population is neurodivergent. Okay. Now I can tell you as someone who, who's in that 20%, when I walk into your stuffy ass office with your eight to three, I can't get your, hired. Yeah. You're eight to hire me. The only way I get hired is through friends. Yeah. I, I know I, me. <laughs> well, you walk in, you, that person walks in, they're going to walk in, they're going to 180 and walk right back out. They're going to look at that environment and go, there's no way I can exist in this space. Insurance and, is not sexy. People yeah. don't, when, when you're in college, you don't say, hey man, I want to go into the insurance industry. Well, see, maybe for be. this group, it could be sexy. Yeah, yeah see, exactly. This is my whole mission at Agency Nation. At Agency Nation and like Sid Rowe and everyone there could, could tell you back in, you know, back in the 2014 to 2018, my entire mission 
building that platform was to shit was to basically convince uh independent insurance professionals that what they did was important yeah. it was fun it was exciting it was sexy yeah. right that, that you're selling shit yes. you're a fucking salesperson yeah. like this is yeah. fun stuff it doesn't yeah. have to be boring and we're nerdy as shit right yeah. like we read these policy yeah. forms and yeah. it's crazy and it's like yeah. you know and, and and i look at it and i'm like this you know things like you know when you think about like some like and, and people who don't have ADHD may not understand this but like when you when you have this thing in your brain when you get something on your brain, you cannot get it off. I, and I don't mean that as like an excuse or whatever. I mean, it's like it owns space in your brain until you satisfy whatever mm -hmm. research, nerdy, deep dive you have to do to, to, to satisfy that. It literally just rents space in your brain. You can't get it out. So like exactly. you find these people you know, if you could find someone, say, say with ADHD, I don't, I don't know the other types of neurodivergent yeah. as well. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. my own experience and yeah, the yeah. research I've done. Absolutely. Like, just speaking to people with ADHD, yeah. you give them, you teach them how to sell, show yeah. them they can make shit tons yeah. of money on their own time with their own schedule in their own way. In the areas like, like I, I have a woman who who works for me who has ADHD, and she came to me and and put a whole proposal in front of me about how she wants one of her. Uh, one of her primary niches to be adult toy stores, right? Now, yeah. a lot of a lot of agency yeah. principals would have ran yeah. for the freaking hills. They would have yeah, been like, warning sign, cover. warning. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I'm looking through this thing going, yeah. wow, this actually looks like a pretty cool freaking yeah. niche. There's you know, a lot of risk there that a lot of people don't want to cover. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. Yes, and I was like, rock and roll, right? And for her, and I can, one, I could tell she was ADHD, but just by talking to her yeah. um, and us being able to communicate the way we could, yeah. the way she approached this particular niche and the way she defined it and the fact that she even considered it, right? Yeah. Showed me yeah. that, you know, that this was the thing and I'm going, wow, this could be a nice little niche, very yeah. profitable, very consistent that no other agents would go after. But because this, I gave this person the space to kind of think to what she wanted to go after and yeah, let her do yeah. her own research. Here's, here's, here's this thing. And that to me, like, guys, you're looking for talent, yeah. open, you know, open your minds. Maybe yeah. if you, if your brain doesn't work this way, doing yeah. some, some training, like, you know, working with, with, uh, when you get your trainings up and getting involved yeah. there, this opens up a whole world of talent that we could bring in that could be, that could help you dominate what you want to do. I just, I just can't believe that more, but yeah, you know, you're, <laughs> yeah. yeah, uh, Mike, this has been incredible. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be the first of many times. Yeah. I, show I love to talk through yeah, this stuff. Um, uh, okay. So we've gotten to the point of the show where I want, where do people go? Where can they donate? Where can they learn more? Yeah. How do they get involved? What are the, where's the place that they so go? The easiest, there's a couple places, but yep. the easiest place to start would be the independence hub so the independence hub.org and that's our website i'm also we have a linkedin web page okay and both of those places are great places to start okay and we um, have all of our information on there guys i will have the website link as well, the LinkedIn page and Mike's LinkedIn all in the show notes too. So if you're listening- Give them my email too, Mike at the Independence yeah. Hub. Just, just yeah. drop me an email. So we're, if we're you're not, listening I mean, the, yeah, if you're listening to this on a treadmill or in the car or whatever, just you can go to the show notes page at ryanhanley.com. You can find all the links or just Google everything. Um, yeah. You'll find it. But um, you know, I think that this is one-
being a capitalist, I think that uh, working with people who are neurodivergent and finding ways to bring them into your organization is just a pure a, a pure growth play. The business imperative. It, the, the, uh, Kelly Greer, who worked at, um, she's not there anymore, at Ernst & Young. She was the highest executive that I've seen. You should, I'm going to send you to that, uh, yep. the 60 Minutes article. Yep. But she said, for us, this is, let's make no doubt about it. This is a business imperative yeah. because they need people who can spot trends that they don't know are happening. Yeah. They, the whole business, this is an innovation economy. It's not a resource exploitation economy. Yeah. And then the faster that you realize the more different kind of brains that you have on the problem, the better off you'll be. Yeah, I love that. The, the last thing I want to say before we wrap up here is if you're listening to this and you are neuro, neurodivergent or you think you are, get involved, follow along. Yeah. And, if, and, and really, you can talk to Mike or guys, you can also, I'm always here. I'm, I'm going to be a mentor as part of the official program, but if you need to talk to somebody or you have questions or you're frustrated by something, I'm also always around and willing to talk specifically. Uh, you know, Right now, I'm very interested in this topic, so I'm happy to help you guys. I'm happy to, to talk about things that I went through. And, and you know, again, uh, give, give me the, the space that, that really my, my awakening has really only been some, some September of last year, so less than a year. But I feel like... Um, I can share a lot of just in that short amount of time, awareness has changed a lot. So I encourage you guys to dig in, to not feel different, not feel weird, not feel wrong, not feel like a troublemaker. Even if you are, you most likely are, but, but don't feel People bad. Pay money it. for troublemakers. Yeah. <laughs> They're called yeah. disruptors. I mean, yeah. every single company in the world wants disruptors yeah. except for their HR organization. Exactly. Want exactly. <laughs> Mike. Uh, appreciate the hell out of you, man. Uh, love that we got connected. Big, yeah. I want to give. Oh, oh, before big shout out to Stacy King who connected yeah. the two of us. Big shout out to Stacy. Thank King. you, Stacy. Yeah, who connected to us. All right, everybody, we're out of here. Awesome. Thanks, Ryan. Bye. Yeah.